I was horrified. I almost wet myself. I was so did upset. You, <laughs> did you pull your shirt up over your face and sneak <laughs> I out? Try, I put my, my hands <laughs> over my face, which was not helpful. And they brought me a mask, and he said, don't worry about it. But uh, I felt like an outlaw, a criminal, really. Yeah? Well, you should. Hello and welcome to At WCSU, the award-winning podcast of Western Connecticut State University. I'm Paul Steinmetz, here with Pete Puccio, and we are introducing a new co-host today, Jacqueline Bonomo, a senior who is also a resident assistant and a social work major, which is great because social work is often at the center of any campus turmoil here, so Jacqueline will make sure our listeners hear about it first. Jacqueline will also go over upcoming events and give a student-eye view of campus life that Pete and I just can't offer by ourselves. Of course, we put WestCon ahead of everything else, but we do have other things going on, right, Pete? Oh, yeah. Big, important things. Yeah. <laughs> we don't usually talk about the weather here because people can listen to us any time of the day or night, week, month, or year. But some of the first daffodils in Danbury bloom on the Midtown campus, and it feels like a lot like spring on this particular day. As you know from listening to meteorologist Gary Lesser in last week's podcast, Daylight Savings begins on March 14th. So we'll have more daylight in the evening, and man, it'll be great. And we have a political scoop this week, uh -oh. uh, Pete. Yeah. You heard that President Biden's dog, Sergeant, bit a Secret Service agent and was sent home to Delaware? I just heard that this morning. Yeah. Well, that's not the end of it. The White House is trying to sweep it away, but Sargent has issued a statement saying that he has never touched anyone inappropriately. He, he issued a statement saying bark. <laughs> He's also asking us to wait for the results of the investigation oh, before we come to a conclusion. Is this a, a veiled anti-Cuomo message from uh, yes, at WCSU? Yes, not anti-Cuomo, okay. it's just making fun of him. Oh, all right. <laughs> So that's a good introduction to our new co-host, isn't it? Uh, sh sure. <laughs> except for all the, the Andrew Cuomo stuff, yeah. <laughs> yeah, except for that. Hey, Jacqueline, great to have you on the podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm super excited. This is a pretty interesting opportunity, so I'm excited to be here. Yeah, it's something you'll be able to put on your resume. Yep, I can always use more of those. And you have, uh, you're a senior, right? So you have a jam-packed semester already. Uh, but uh, you saw this as such a great opportunity, you couldn't turn it down. Yeah, I mean, I've always been told I have a face for radio. So I thought, you know, might as well get that started. Plus, we'll I, work well I together. Yeah. Talk, so. <laughs> <laughs> that helps a lot in this podcast. So could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, so my name is Jacqueline. I'm a um, senior here. I'm graduating in like 62 days, but who's counting? Um, so I'll be graduating in May. I'm a senior social work major. I've been an RA on campus since my sophomore year. So since um, I think 2017 into 2018. Um, I would say I'm pretty involved on the campus. I've got some, you know, almost four years now under my belt and I've pretty much enjoyed my time. So so much that I'll go onto a podcast and talk about it. Um, so that's just a little bit about me. Um, I'm a first-generation college student. Um, yeah, that's kind of it. I'm a little bit of a basic case. 
Yeah. Did you grow up around here? Um, I really grew up on, on Long Island, and I moved up here when I was about eight. Hmm. And now I live about 20 minutes away in New Milford, so don't track my address. But um, I am pretty close enough to be considered sort of a Danbury local at this point. Oh, yeah. Danbury, New Milford's part of our catchment area, as we say. Yeah, it's a big hoobaloo. Yeah. And why did you choose Westcon? Well, um, is there a, like, I did really find Westcon interesting, but it was also the cheapest school to go to. Uh-huh. Honestly, I'm really glad that I kind of made that decision because a lot of my peers in high school had moved so far away only to just come back and go to Westcon anyways. Yep. And I really did make a lot of really great friends here and I've had some wonderful opportunities. So it was kind of a quick decision that ended up working out for the best. Yeah, that's good. And um, you, how did you, what drew you to social work? So I'm one of those people that I'm kind of a jack of all trades, master of none. I was really in <laughs> theater, but didn't, not enough to make a career out of it. I did a little bit of sports here and there, but I couldn't find like my niche. Uh-huh. All I knew is that I love people. I love talking to people. And I think um, I especially love talking about like human rights and like social rights and things like that. I've always been pretty involved. So I took one class just because it was open, like intro to social work. And I just kind of was hooked from there. I think I declared my major like the next week. (laughs) That's great. I mean, that is a great major for you then. And, uh, you know, the performance background helps, right? Because you're uh, talking to people and working with uh, strangers, people you don't know. And um, the social work department is kind of a radical place, right? I adore our department. I will swear up and down that I'm so proud to be involved. We um, are an accredited uh, institution, meaning that we get a, us as social work majors, get um, a higher tier of education at the bachelor level than most people Mm -hmm. um, and other schools that aren't CSWE accredited. I'm really, really proud of the department. I think the professors are some of the most wonderful people. They've been especially helpful with COVID and the craziness of it all. And um, yeah, I'd say that our cohort or the, you know, your peers that you have class with and you graduate with, we're, we're pretty involved. I think where you can find one of us like anywhere. Yeah. The, uh, do you have a special, what are you doing for your senior project? I know that's not what you call it. Um, I intern at the diversity and equity office of Westcon actually. So I eat, sleep, dream, and breathe here. I... I've mainly been working on the execution of the Pride Center, which will actually be coming in, I believe, early April, if all goes well. Yeah. And uh, it will encompass kind of like pride for um, LGBTQ students in the community, uh, students of color, and just kind of shedding a light on these more marginalized communities in both society and the school and kind of bringing that community to the forefront mm-hmm. in ways that it often typically isn't. Yeah, and I think we're the last of the four CSCU universities to have a Pride Center, which isn't good. So it's good that we're getting one. Yeah. And um, what kind of what do you do to get that started? Uh, it's a lot of behind the scenes work. I have to say, my um, I don't know how she does it. My intern supervisor, um, Jasenia Minier Delgado, you probably can see her name on everything in the, on campus. She's super involved. I truly, really don't know how she does it, especially mm. with COVID. But um, she does most of the legwork. I'm, I'm, you know, an intern, so I did some work with um, the needs-based assessment that got sent out to student and faculty, kind of gauging 
interest in like future programs, future collaborations we are hoping to have with the center once it opens. We actually just got into the physical space. It's in the um, West, West Side classroom building, which is an enigma to get through, by the way. If you yeah, ever no kidding. get a map, it's, <laughs> it's, it's like the Chamber of Secrets. But it is um, just a lot of like background work, um, gathering intel from and data from the community, kind of gauging suggestions and interests and in, like future program types and um, you know getting the office was a whole um, was a whole process but we finally got that done and now we're just decorating it and filling it with like art and literature to make it a little welcoming and um, we're really getting off the ground now which is super exciting yeah what um, are you an RA now too yeah I have been since um, my sophomore year I lived in Newberry as a freshman. Um, back when it was cool to live in Newberry, um, <laughs> I back when Fairfield was open, so that makes uh, me feel old. And then I was staffed in Grasso for two years, and now I'm in Centennial for my final year. Oh, okay. And I've always thought that being an RA would be a difficult job because you're kind of like um, the cop, right, for everybody you're supposed to be. And so you're caught between the bosses who want you to report everything and the students who don't want you to report anything, right? Um, yeah, I would say, I wouldn't say it's a hard job, but I also wouldn't say it's an easy one. It really is at all fronts a commitment. And I did struggle a little bit because when I became an RA, I actually had some of my like freshman year friends in my hall. So that was a little complicated, but mm -hmm. at the end of the day, really, and I, I can't speak for every single RA or the housing department as a whole, but I can say like in my experience, if your RA busts you for something, it's because you made it painfully obvious you were doing it. We don't go sniffing out for this stuff. Trust me, we don't want to get you in trouble as much as you don't want to get in trouble. We will just hope and believe and trust you guys until you give us a reason not to. Mm -hmm. so no RA is, you know, wants to be a snitch. But if you're like really that obvious about doing something you're not supposed to be doing, we'll f we, we find out we have to do something. That's on you. Yeah, good. That's a perfect way to uh, look at it, too. And um, so it looks like you're, we have, we're doing this on Zoom. It looks like you're in your uh, dorm room. Yes, I've got my highly decorated wall in the back. It is highly decorated. And you have something like an old fishnet or something up there on the wall. Yeah, it's like leaves and um, like fake leaves and fake fishnet. Yeah. Yeah, it looks great. Thank you. Yeah. All right. So uh, you're going to keep joining us every week you know, God willing. And um, we're going to go over, uh, we'll hear from you about how things are going on campus. And we're going to go um, talk about events because we are slowly getting more events back on campus. Many of them are virtual, but uh, there are some face-to-face -to -face too. And uh, some of them are like uh, opportunities to talk to people if uh, you're not feeling up about things. So uh, which is a good social work kind of thing, right? Yeah, and housing also. The housing department's been focusing. Um, RAs have to do like a certain amount of programs per hmm. semester. And since COVID, you know, everyone's in their bedrooms or they're not even here. Um, we really have been focusing on programming that either brings people together in a socially distanced, safe way if possible, or just activities that like increase mental health, well-being, give the students a chance to like make friends in a way that because you know you're you're not just walking around campus anymore you're really just in your room on your computer or at the cab so housing really has been trying to focus on getting us 
to do some virtual programming or safe in-person programming centered around the students. And really that's why I'm still here is for the students. Hmm. Yeah, because during COVID, it's not really the same experience, right? Or it's very difficult to have the same experience. Yeah. If you weren't an RA, you'd be, you know, have nothing to do except go to class online. Yeah, it's really been turned on its head. But I have to say, like, we've all kind of gone. And it's it's comforting to go into it together with mm -hmm. everyone. Like, we're all, you know, high school musical code. We all we are all in this together. And I think it's a little comforting. Yeah, you're a great RA. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I think we have good RAs at Westcom, but not all RAs across the country are as good as you are. Yeah, we've definitely, you hear some horror stories from like other RAs from other schools. Um, I really love our department. I think everyone I've worked with, like my partner's an RA, my best friends are RAs. Um, you really kind of find your crew with your staff. Mm -hmm. That's good. And the uh, administrators treat you okay? Like Ron and Mary Beth? Yeah, I don't have much communication with Ron and Mary Beth. Um, Mary Beth works more with the assistant resource mentors or ARMS if you um, go by the abbreviation. Ron kind of heads the whole department, but he leads us well. Um, our RDs, the resident directors, hmm. I, I'm a little biased because obviously I've been working with them personally for about three years now, but they really are superheroes. They try so hard for their buildings and especially COVID really, again, turned everything on its head. Um, you know, it's Ryan Cook, Ryan Farrell, um, Andrea Pereira, Kevin Brenzel, I'm, and I'm missing someone. Eden Harris, she's new. Hmm. Um, they really are such wonderful people, and they really care about the staff, and they really care about the students. So I just want to, if any of them are ever listening, I hope they know, like, we really all appreciate them. And it's crazy, but we're getting through it together. Yeah, we'll have Ron order them to listen. <laughs> yeah, I'll just put it in an email. Oh, okay, good. The um, I only know Eden out of those that group, but uh, she was a student here too. I think she was an RA, right? I was an RA when I was a freshman. That's, oh. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, and I think next semester, if everything goes right, we're going to all be back on regular footing and have in-person classes and uh, more students in the residence halls. I think so. It'll be fun. You won't be here, but yeah. We'll, <laughs> But I'm we'll let you know how fun it is. I'll be sad to miss it, but it, I'm really, I'd be really glad if, um, you know, especially the freshmen who missed out on having like a real college year, I would really would love to see them go, go in back into that. Yeah, that's, I uh, agree. So we'll work on that. Jacqueline, it's been great to have you here. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week. We'll do some events coming up and uh, stuff on campus, and uh, we'll be in the groove, okay? Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me, and thanks for the listeners and our recorder. This has been really fun. I'm no longer as nervous about being on a podcast as I was in the beginning. So, <laughs> Yeah, and it's just been a, you're a fast learner. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. All right, so we are going to go back to our old ways of presenting a list of events that are happening on campus, virtual and in-person. We got away from it for a while because nothing was happening on campus or very little. <laughs> and we want to, uh, we think that's enjoyable and um, what do we call it? Uh, valuable for our listeners. Valuable. Right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, valuable. So 
we're looking at the calendar, which you can get, you know, beam to your head if you want, or go to the <laughs> Westcon homepage. Or the MyWCSU app. Yes. Don't forget that. I don't. You do. <laughs> I never forget about the MyWCSU app. <laughs> and you can see that every Wednesday is Westcon Wednesday. They say Westcon Wednesday is back. So if you wear Westcon gear on Wednesday and so the right person spots you, you get a gift card to somewhere. That's a good way to yeah. build team spirit. Sure. And there's something about a photo contest every Saturday, too. So if you'll have your camera around, your phone with the camera in it. Remember when can... people didn't have cameras on them 24 hours a day? No, I know. This week on Two Old Guys Talk About Having to Carry a Camera. <laughs> now when I see, my wife's a photographer, used to be, so uh, she gets out her Nikon, and I say, okay, how do you make a call on that thing? <laughs> yeah, my wife takes most of her pictures on her phone, but she still has her uh, her good old Canon that she takes out for, for like big important stuff. So Right. And then when you make the phone joke, she rolls her eyes, right? Yeah, but she just rolls her eyes at me all the time now before I have a chance to make bad jokes. <laughs> so she knows me You're too well. You're a good husband. Uh, yeah. Uh, this Friday, so tomorrow as we're recording this, um, there's a virtual escape room oh. at 8 o'clock. So if you go to the – there's a link there on um, – on the what's on at WCSU. But uh, yeah, tomorrow, Friday the 12th, 8 to 10, virtual escape room. That should be pretty cool. So that's kind of a conundrum, isn't it, though? You have an escape room that's virtual, so you can walk out anytime you want. I suppose you can it, just, yeah. It's not quite as scary. Have you ever been to a real escape room, Paul? No, no I'm afraid of them. Me either. <laughs> I don't... I'm not afraid of them because I'm not a wimp like you. <laughs> I don't really like the riddles. Oh, okay. Let's think. Where would the key? I don't care. <laughs> You're such a grump. I know. I am. <laughs> There's Scholars in Action is coming up on the 16th from 4 to 5 p.m. That is virtual, too. But there will be people talking live about their the research they do. Professors here at Westcon. And then aren't Actually, we having one of those professors on the show next week, Paul? Y yes, we are. We're having ah. Dr. Catherine Rowe, who, let me tell you what she's talking about. Spoiler alert. So, yeah. Supporting student assets and demonstrating respect for funds of knowledge. Ooh. But don't worry, we're going to break that down so it makes sense to those of us who are not PhDs. She sounds very Nice. Nice. Yeah, we're also going to have on Dr. Carolyn Waldbuser, who will discuss difficult conversations in the classroom surrounding mental health, emotions, and politics, which I think is pretty clear and also will be exciting to talk about because uh, just coming out of the Trump era, there were a lot of discussions, I think, heated discussions. And of course, we still have those. We just yeah, don't and swear at each other. <laughs> Not as much. That's yeah. on the 16th, uh, Wednesday the 16th, right? Catherine Rowe. Dr. Catherine Rowe is, um, oh, I'm sorry. The whole thing is on the 16th, yes. Yep, okay. You should check it out. Impress your professors and um, learn about all the cool research being done here at Westcon. 
Great. And then the next day, the 17th, there's a virtual career fair. Um, That's important, too. Yeah, those guys always put a lot of work into those things, so I, I recommend that. Yes, I do, too. As a general rule, the Career Success Center is a pretty cool place. That was, I think we've talked about this two or three times, but I had no idea that it existed when I was a student, and it's a real shame because they, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of really helpful stuff, and you have access to it for the rest of your life. So that's exactly at any right. point you need help and with that stuff. Local employers put job openings, list job openings there. You don't have to even go into the Career Success Center. You do have to sign in. But uh, you find local employment there. It's good. Nice. And they're vetted by our Career Success Center. Excellent. Yeah. We know what we're doing here at Westcon. <laughs> Uh, so there's some other, there's some big stuff coming up, but it's a little ways out, but I figured I'd mention it now, uh, and we'll, we'll follow up on it as we get closer. But, um, in the beginning of April, the SGA clubs carnival will be happening. Uh, that's in person. And then at the end of April, uh, there's the BSU and ACSA fashion show. Uh, that's so always keep a an big eye deal. on updates for that. Yep. And then, uh, there's a bunch of pack stuff instead of what, what used to be called Westfest, um, I guess they're just kind of putting together some events this year. Um, and we'll have some more details on that as we come up. But that's always a good time, too. It's that kind of that last week in April. Yeah. Celebrating so. the end of the semester and beginning of finals. Yeah. It'll and be fun to see what they're able to pull off in person and what ends up having to be virtual or doesn't happen. Or, you know, because I think last year there was nothing at all so it'll be it'll be cool to have exactly. something at yeah. least last year at this time we weren't even on campus yeah this was i think it was that that friday was march 13th right before spring break yeah and they announced it the thir- like the day before right then thursday they said don't bother coming in tomorrow and then stay home forever <laughs> so i <laughs> think we're said, coming hey, up we'll on the one year after... anniversary yeah <laughs> we're coming back soon and then it's been a year yeah it was supposed to be three weeks, and then, uh-oh. <laughs> but listen, there is a real scoop we got. Uh, we are about to announce, and by the time this comes out, it may already be officially announced that fall, we're planning to be as close to old normal as possible. So there'll be an end to social distancing. You won't have to wear a mask next semester. And... There'll be in-person classes all around and the whole thing. Really? I assumed yeah. it would still be masking and, uh, wow. I don't think so. How nice if, would that be? Yeah, it would be. You can wear a mask if you want. And I'm thinking maybe next during next flu season, maybe I still will, will because apparently the masking kept the flu rate down. Oh, yeah. Um, and, of course, I got a flu shot, too. But everybody who lives on campus is expected to get a flu uh, vaccine covid vaccine shot and i think all the staff you and i and everybody else are supposed to get one too before we come back i don't know if i'm ready to see people's noses and mouths though it's been (laughs) it's kind of weird anytime i see a stranger with their with no mask on it kind of freaks me out a little bit it totally freaks me out i I got too used to it (laughs) yeah i walked into a pharmacy last week and I always forget my mask. Usually I remember it by the time I get to the front door and I turn around. 
in a huff and get my mask on. This time I just walked in. Nobody looked at me. I put in my order. The guy at the counter didn't say anything. And then I read a sign talking about masks, and I was horrified. I almost wet myself. I was so yeah. upset. <laughs> Did you pull your shirt up over your face and sneak out? <laughs> I, try, I put my, my hands over my face, which was not helpful. And they brought me a mask, and he said, don't worry about it. But uh, I felt like an outlaw, a criminal, really. Yeah. Well, you should. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, uh, you know what that sound means. <laughs> says potential spam oh boy yeah anyway i guess that uh, also could mean the uh, end of our podcast today. absolutely yeah so this is paul steinmetz for pete puccio and at wcsu we'll see you next week at wcsu is a production of wcsu media engineered by peter puccio and produced by scott Folby. Listen and subscribe on Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or anywhere you get your podcasts. And please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at WCSU Media and on the university's Facebook and Twitter pages. And feel free to reach out to us by email at podcasts at WCSU.edu. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>